Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. I'm going to expose Larry Fink, BlackRock, and Blackstone. They're all in this together. They're all, they're all pulling the exact same scam. And I'm going to reveal exactly what it is right now on this video. As most of you know, I've got a mastermind group with Jason Hartman and Kenny McElroy. A lot of our members are really big in real estate and uh, multifamily as an example. And one of our members, I was talking to them this weekend, they gave me some incredible insights as to how they are pulling this scam off. They mean Larry Fink, BlackRock, and Blackstone. Let's go into this article really quick here and start shedding some light on exactly what I'm referring to. Your evening briefing. So this is from Bloomberg. Shadow lenders move in as banks retrench. Shadow lenders are circling commercial real estate, a large asset class that traditional banks and bond markets are increasingly avoiding, potentially forcing borrowers to pay a lot more. So you guys know the blow up in commercial real estate that we've had. Uh, you know about Silicon Valley Bank. You know that most of these regional banks were the ones that funded these projects. And these commercial real estate projects, That it's not like you can get 30-year fixed rate debt on it. It's not like getting a, a mortgage on your house. So this debt has to be rolled over. And it's not just the rolling over of debt. That's at surface level. But you've got to scratch beneath the surface. And when I was able to talk to a lot of our members this weekend, I, I it became crystal clear as to what's going on. And maybe one of the things that's really contributing to the yield curve being so inverted goes back to what Snyder talks about all the time in a period of, quote unquote, deflationary money or the monetary system being broken. But I don't want to get off on a tangent. Let's get right back here. So main takeaway, regional banks were funding a lot of these commercial real estate projects. Okay, so it is. it makes a lot of sense that moving forward, they're going to have what would be considered PTSD, lending PTSD, right? Where they're like, holy cow, I'm never lending into the commercial real estate market again because I it just blew a hole in my balance sheet. And I might not have been Silicon Valley Bank. I might not have been First Republic or Signature, but I was, you know, they're not going to admit it, but that CEO knows that they were just on the cusp of going bust themselves. So they're going to pull back. They're going to lend a lot less. And if they do lend, they're going to lend at much higher interest rates and interest rates that are so high. Most of these projects, these commercial real estate borrowers, the, the interest rate models will be infinity like Snyder says, because they can't take out that loan because if they do, they're going to be wildly cash flow negative because all of their numbers are based on getting debt A, easily, and B, at let's say 3 maybe 4% maximum. So the point that this article is making is these big pools of money like BlackRock and Blackstone are now coming to the plate and saying, okay, we see that uh, you know lending for these types of projects is drying up. Therefore, we're going to be the good Samaritan. We're going to step up, and we are going to provide liquidity. And if you don't believe me, let's go right over to this. Just quick Google search here, BlackRock Distressed Commercial Real Estate Fund. And you can see that they're, uh, well, they did put money uh, 
they did create these funds back in 2020, but they're doing it again. We see a new article here saying that Blackstone just announced a $30 billion final close for basically an op- what they call an opportunistic real estate fund, which is ironic because they just lost or this defaulted on about $500 million. But setting that aside, the Blackstones of the world, the Black Rocks of the world, are setting up these funds to take advantage of the fact that these regional banks likely will no longer lend to these projects. And a lot of these projects are midstream. So when we think about lending, in, and I would fall into this category as well, I just, the first thing that comes to mind is buying and selling. But when I was talking to some of our members, it, it became crystal clear that it's not just about buying and lending. In fact, that's kind of lower down the totem pole. What you see is these midstream projects. So a lot of these investors will go out, they'll buy a building, a 40-story building for $300 million. But then what they'll do is they'll borrow money to improve the building. Let's say they borrow another $50 million to improve the building, to raise the rents, to get the higher value And that's how they make money, call it forced appreciation. Same thing with commercial real estate as it is with residential real estate. It would be the same thing as you going in and buying a $100,000 house, an ugly house, and putting, you know, $25,000, $30,000 into it. And therefore, you're out of pocket, $130,000, but now you've increased the value of the house up to, let's say, $200,000, and you pocket the spread. The commercial real estate, it's no different, right? So what happens is a lot of these borrowers are going to the banks or they went to the banks prior to March and said, Hey, we're going to need 10, 20 million and the bank to, to do these, let's just call them a, a remodel for lack of a better word. And the banks say, yes, we'll go ahead and do that for you. No problem. And then, but they don't give them the whole 20 million to begin with. They give it to them in small increments, let's say increments or smaller increments, let's say of uh, $2 million. Well, what I'm finding out from a lot of our members is the banks are now reneging on the agreement to where they'll, let's say, borrow $10 million. They'll start the remodel project with $2 million. They're a quarter of the way through the remodel project, and all of a sudden the bank says, oh, yeah, remember that other $8 million that we agreed to give you? Yeah, that ain't going to happen. This is actually taking place as we speak. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. what these members are telling me, their insights, because they know all of the lenders. In fact, they've dealt with the Black Rocks. They've dealt with the Blackstones. 
And they say that with the banks, they don't want to take these properties back. Most of you guys know that. That most banks, they're not in the business of managing large pools of rental properties, as an example. So if you've got a huge portfolio of rental properties and you're having a hard time paying the bank, the bank is incentivized to work with you. And if they say that they're going to give you $20 million, they're incentivized to give you that $20 million because the alternative is they don't they only give you $5 million and they leave you high and dry and they take the asset back. And again, they don't want that asset on their balance sheet. They want the loan. But BlackRock and Blackstone are different. What I found out, the insights that I learned this weekend, is that black these funds, these distressed funds that BlackRock and Blackstone are setting up, these, uh, we'll call them shadow banks or shadow lenders, let's say. They are not setting up just to give you a bridge loan because they want that, that loan as an asset on their balance sheet and they want to make the quick, you know, whatever, 10% or so. No, 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 no. They're doing this because they want the asset. So what they're doing is they're coming in and saying, okay, they know that real estate's going to crash. They know this, but they're going in and they're looking for all these people that get caught high and dry, all these borrowers and saying, okay, we'll go ahead and we'll give you X amount of money just so you can complete the project. Or we'll give you, let's say 70% LTV. So you need 20 million. You've already received 5 million. So they'll give you the other 15, but they'll take, the first lien on the property. So if you default on the 15, they get the asset. So what's happening here is they know that a lot of these borrowers are going to be in big trouble over the coming months or maybe the next year, let's say. And they also know that if they're going to go out and buy like a multifamily project, uh, apartment uh, project, let's say, they're, they're still going to pay a very high price. So if they can't get these projects on the open market, so in lieu of that, what they're doing is they're trying to find distressed borrowers, give them money, knowing, and then creating terms to where they know the borrower won't be able to pay them back. And then they take the asset at 50 cents on the dollar. You see, so they'll get, so they'll, let's say they go up front and say, we'll give you the 20 million. They only give them 5 million and then 5 million into it. They say, oh yeah, remember that, that other 15 million? Yeah, there's a clause in the contract that says that we can go ahead and stop the payments if we feel as though the market is unstable. And so then they'll say, but in reality, they just know that they're giving them the 5 million, they're gonna make the improvements. And if they don't give them the other 15, that they're gonna get the asset. And that is the true intention. So they're setting these borrowers up to fail without the borrower knowing it because they want to try to get that asset on the cheap for 50 cents on the dollar because they know if they pay a market price that they're going to have to overpay for it. This is what's going on right now. And when you start, I mean, look, I know most of you didn't really like BlackRock or Blackstone to begin with, but you don't know the half of it. What, what you see and what has prompted you to not like Blackstone, BlackRock, or Larry Fink, trust me, that is the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole iceberg under the water. There's a whole 95% of that iceberg under the water that we don't even know about that would take them from being just unethical to the shadiest mother effers that we have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's saying that this is a scam. I mean, this is putting it lightly. So again, to make sure we're all on the same page here, these distressed funds that they're setting up, 
to provide liquidity where these banks won't, these regional banks, these quote-unquote shadow lenders, what they're doing right now as we speak is they're promising to give a loan for X amount, knowing that they're not going to do that, knowing that they're going to go back on their word, and that's going to leave the borrower in a very difficult position, and they can't go to a regional bank because there's no other game in town, and they're going to get that asset after they already make a quarter of the improvements back on their balance sheet, and then BlackRock or Blackstone will go ahead and make the improvements, and they'll just pick up pick up right where the uh, le- where the borrower left off, and they'll take all of their equity. Thank you very much, and then they'll just do it again, 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 and again. This is, I mean, this goes from just being unethical to incredibly shady to just outright evil. That's really the bottom line here. And this is happening. This is happening as we speak right now in the commercial real estate market. I know borrowers that this is that, that they see the game. They're seeing it play out right in front of their eyes. So if you think this is the last problem or that the problems with the commercial real estate are behind us, that the Fed fixed that problem with one of their facilities, you are in, you are severely mistaken. Uh, with this commercial real estate and possibly with this banking crisis, we are in inning two or three at the most of a nine-inning game. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.